One week season. One week season, fam, La Familia. Welcome back. It is week eight. We are here in the one week season FanDuel Labs week eight edition. Uh, ready to build some, some lineups, ready to uh, jam out. We're back to a 13-game slate. No teams on by this week, so six more teams, three more games to deal with than we had on last week's main slate. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of options. Uh, really going to have to dive into things and kind of figure out what those best game environments, those best teams to target are going to be. So with that, I'm going to waste no more time. I'm going to go ahead and bring on my esteemed colleague, Maximus. How are we doing today? Thanks for having me, Mike. Doing good. Looking forward to this week. Definitely uh, looks like a sensory overload on the face of it with like a week one uh, re, uh, boot boot up for uh, how many games there is on the slate. But uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, digging into it with you. Yeah, 13 games. It definitely, you know, it kind of changes how you want to look at things. And I guess it's funny because like in our discord in our one week season discord this week, like one of the things in, I believe is in the reflection channel, a big hot topic has been people just struggling with like their player pool, just like narrowing down their player pool. They're getting like, it's, it's so easy to, to want to play everyone or to, think like, oh, this could be the guy, or what if this guy has the big week? So like, that's, um, you know, that's always like an interesting, interesting thing. I guess I'll throw that to you before we get into like the lineups and stuff. Do you have anything as far as like the size of your player pool or how you try to pare it down, like specific things that you're looking for or things you try to keep in mind? Yeah, I'm a five entry max. That's kind of the good news about the uh, it's less FOMO that I deal with because usually I can get it consolidated to kind of where I want it. But to your point, yeah, I mean, there, you know, maybe that's the case for MME where you kind of uh, eliminate more of the uh, FOMO uh, while just, you know, expand my pool through MME. But in a small field with a five entry max, you know, it's, and of course, based on FanDuel too. Usually, I like to stay with within the boundaries of what the strategy should be on this site as opposed to DraftKings, which, again, is eloquently covered in your FanDuel course. Uh, the types of quarterbacks within reason you should be looking for, especially in a field size like this where it's only five or 600 entrants, usually. Um, it's, you know... I, I do start to feel that way about like sensory overload of of different players I like, but then I kind of, you always have to kind of reel yourself back into what is the overall strategy? It's touchdowns. Do, does every player on this team have a realistic chance in, in your opinion or mind as you're going through your process of getting multiple touchdowns, you know, on that week. And that's kind of, you know, Thankfully, or what I try to bring it back to, to kind of uh, cut through the fog or the haze of the sensory overload of different options that you may like based on information you hear that particular week. Um, you know, stuff gets steamed up, as we know, chalk always forms. So it's just cutting through that to the strategy of the type of contest, the type of site you're playing on, 
and then kind of sticking with the overall theme of you know what you're what you're looking for yeah for sure that kind of makes sense and like to your point like in this kind of we talked about this i talked about this on discord with some people is like the mme thing i think that's like one of the biggest mistakes people do make is when they start when they play mme or they even if they don't like fully max like 150 even if they're like hey i'm gonna play 20 rosters or 30 rosters they look at those extra rosters as like you said, like, oh, then I can play this guy too. And I can play this guy. And like their player pool just like expands so exponentially that, um, you know, it doesn't actually increase their chances of winning that much. It just kind of guarantees they're going to have X number of losing rosters. Um, like, whereas really when you're, when you expand and you play more, like, yes, you're going to have more players total that, entered into your rosters but that doesn't mean that you want to be have like 80 different guys on your rosters playing 100 rosters and you know oh i have this guy on two rosters and this guy on three um you know i think that's like the biggest mistake because it's like in the nfl like the saying um they'll say about nfl teams if you have two quarterbacks you don't have any like you know when there's those quarterback controversies like because then it creates it's kind of the same thing in DFS. Like if you're playing everyone, you're not really playing anyone. Like you're, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're basically spinning a roulette wheel. Sure. Any of those rosters could line up just perfectly, but you're just setting yourself up to like DFS is hard enough as it is. I think that um, like keeping a tighter player pool and finding like if you keep a tighter player pool and you even when you have more rosters, there's a greater chance that you're going to actually have one that lines up where everybody has a good game. Now it might not be lines up to the point like to a perfect point or you might miss out on the head to have it guy that week. Um, but you're gonna you're more likely to let's say you play four quarterbacks and you play six running backs instead of playing eight quarterbacks and 12 running backs. Well, the odds are that one or two of those quarterbacks are going to have a pretty good game. And um, even if only two or three of the six running backs, even if you're just 50%, even if only two or three hit, you're more likely to have those two or three together on a roster as opposed to if you have 12 running backs, then you got maybe five or six guys that dud. And, and it's just more likely you're going to find landmines, you know? Um, so it was just an interesting thing I wanted to bring up because in the discord this week, that was, it's something that like people like bring up, but then also as you go through the week, everybody wants to play everyone. Like, you, you know, you start telling yourself stories of why this guy could hit, why that guy could hit. It's, it's just, uh, it, it's an interesting tug of war that we're always, uh, battling here in the DFS streets. Um, with that said, I'm going to bring up your FanDuel lineup. Again, for those, if anyone is new or for those rete- returning viewers, uh, this is a lineup Maximus has built. Obviously, we're recording this on Thursday, so a lot could change. Uh, but this is for the 30k Sunday touchdown. It's a five entry max tournament on FanDuel. Uh, $30,000 prize pool, $4,000 to first, 
Uh, each entry costs $65, uh, but again, it's a maximum of five entries. So uh, you can max it out if you want with five entries um, and not be uh, at a huge disadvantage or feel like you're at a huge disadvantage to the people who play, you know, 80, 100, 150 rosters in some of the other contests. So uh, very cool structure, smaller field, 524 people. Uh, it's winnable um, and it is, you know, you get a much greater chance to uh, finish with a high, you know, in the, in the top 10 and give yourself a chance to actually win it uh, than some of these giant contests. So with that said, Maximus, take us through your roster for this week. Yeah, also a quick note, 25% of the field kind of makes the money line on this tournament every week. Um, my quick results from last week. So I had a down week overall. I had a losing week, but I had a, I kept my streak alive with at least one of my five teams placing in this particular tournament. So that's seven weeks in a row. I've had three weeks of three out of five placing, uh, two weeks of uh, two out of five, and then two weeks of uh, one out of five. And then one week I didn't play it, which I wish I would have played it that week because I was in a, a lesser tournament as we had talked about. But mm -hmm. so, um, so yeah, this is um, digging in so far. Um, Again, for people, this is based on FanDuel pricing, FanDuel strategy. One thing I almost would like to do is it's because I'm, you know, it's always the anchor is that FanDuel course that Mike Johnson has on one week season. Whenever you're in doubt or wherever you're, you know, you're, you're getting almost too much information sometimes. Uh, getting back to the first part of the show here too. It's like I, I'm in my car. I got Sirius XM. I'm listening to a lot of, you know, the fantasy sports radio while I'm driving and then Obviously, I have the resources of one week season and other outlets. And, you know, it's a pro it's it's a blessing and a curse sometimes because people steam up areas that are more times than not directed toward DraftKings strategy and thought process and not necessarily FanDuel. So I me myself, I have to keep that in context that what we're building for, what the what this contest is and what the pricing and the strategy is. And again, guys, it's all uh, encompassed in that uh, FanDuel course uh, here on one-week season that Mike has. So, I wanna, go ahead. I want to hop in quick So, because what you just said there was interesting, like how you're uh, – when you're, like, driving and you're listening on Sirius and, like, you, you're just – like, we, if you're playing DFS seriously, NFL – like, it's fun. Like, who – like, we all love fantasy football. We love DFS. Like – realistically like it's a long week like you know there's there's all this time and, and so like you just you want to consume content because like you enjoy it you enjoy the thing so obviously now I work for one week season I write the NFL edge game so I'm kind of in it all week but it's funny you say that because before I was in this role um so I used to be a teacher um and I, it was the strangest thing. What I found was a lot of my most successful weeks, or at least the weeks where like, I felt like at the end I like built the best or was like, were the weeks where I was like super busy at work. The weeks were like all week, like I had meetings and then I had parent teacher conferences and whatever. And where like, I actually didn't have that much time throughout the week to like take in like all this like excess noise. Um, now the caveat was with that was 
it was weeks where I was pretty very busy during the week, but then like Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, like things like calmed down. So I was able to like, just kind of lock in um, the weeks where I was busy all week. And then the weekend was crazy. Those didn't go well. Um, but it's just kind of interesting, you know, and I'm guessing like people who are watching or, or who, you know, obviously aren't in like, this isn't like their job. Um, it's just something you got to be careful of. I think um, it's something I kind of figured out where I had to like, once I became aware of that, I was able to like consciously like be like, no, I'm just going to listen to the radio or, you know, I'm, I'm going to read a book instead of like looking up this, like, you know, reading this 2000 word article on Tuesday night, like, cause it's just like filling my brain with like extra things. So just wanted to jump in there. Cause like you were talking about the listening to the radio thing and it's, it just like clicked in my mind, something that I used to do that, that made it more difficult for me when it, you would think like, Oh, more information better, but sometimes it can be too much. So absolutely. It can be too much especially if you lose sight of the focus of what you're actually playing. Right. Like I'll give one quick example and then we'll go to the team. Like for some reason, the saints Colts is being really steamed up on the shows I've been listening to on Sirius XM this week. Obviously the Colts have kind of been exploding the last few weeks, but if you really look at that game on the face of it through the lens of what is covered in the FanDuel course that you have, it's kind of like all a negative. It's a cheap pocket passing quarterback in Minshew. Josh Downs is a slot receiver that has volume, although he is capable of breaking a big play. But, you know, it's just all these elements that really don't really cater necessarily to what you're looking to do on FanDuel overall um, from the strategy perspective. But I'm sure on DraftKings, you know, maybe it's more attractive regarding what the pricing is over there and the way these players accumulate bonuses for 100 yards receiving or rushing or 300 yards passing. You don't get any of that on FanDuel. You don't get the bonuses that you see on DraftKings. So one of the many aspects to keep in mind where touchdowns are at so much more of a premium on FanDuel. But, and I have to remind myself of that. Like you said, when I start listening to stuff and, oh, remember, this isn't really, this doesn't necessarily apply to what we're covering here. <laughs> well, right, right. Because like on, on DraftKings, you know, salary is a bit tighter so it becomes more important to find like those values volume is a bigger thing where just like getting catches getting work uh makes a bigger difference a guy happens to get over the 100 yard mark he gets a bonus like that stuff all adds up but like you, you know on FanDuel I won't go fully into why but like touchdowns are just so much more important and like those two teams you're talking about like the Saints, yeah, they've got Olave, they've got Kamara. I mean, Michael Thomas, he can play. Rashid Shahid, he's like shown he can be explosive. Taysom Hill obviously steals like vultures things. Um, you know, Jamal Williams is there. You know, he could be used as like a goal line back. Um, you know, they've and then Jawan Johnson's coming back. And then you look at the Colts, and it's again, like you said, Minshew's kind of like the pocket passing type, but they've got you know, two running backs splitting things. They've got downs and Pittman. There's just, it's, it could hit on DraftKings. And if the touchdowns are spread out on FanDuel based on how these guys are priced, you know, it, it could, it's, it's just a thinner needle to thread. Absolutely. So, Very yeah. spread out teams. Yeah. They're actually a good defense. And um, 
and yeah, there's, yeah, it, it was just, that was another interesting and so far listening earlier in the week, it seems like that, that game is being steamed up by a lot of people I was listening to, but, but getting to our team. So I have Joe Burrow this week, love his price point at 7,100 on FanDuel. So he got another week, uh, they, they're coming off a bye. Uh, he got another week to rest up the calf. Uh, he was already starting to look, I thought, in the previous two weeks. Started to show signs of what we come to know with Joe, where he does, he is capable of running as well when his calf is right. And so um, we have a matchup here. They're playing against, again, on the face of it, very tough team, tough defense. But the 49ers have been reeling the last couple of weeks. You know, they've been giving up points. They've been doing some uncharacteristic things. Um, Brock Purdy now is all but out. I think with the concussion situation. So, you know, these have the elements of being a game between two very good coached teams with very good players on each side that it could turn into something that uh, could be worthwhile in my opinion. So, so I have Joe Burrow uh, stacked with Jamar Chase, kind of just a skinny. I don't have a second stacking partner on this team of Joe. I do have a run back of George Kittle for the 49ers at the tight end spot. Again, no Debo Samuel. Uh, they've announced, I think he's going to be out for two games at least. Uh, one was yeah. against the Vikings. He's, yeah, he's, they have a bye next week. So I think right. the plan is to bring him back after the bye. Right. So we got Burrow with Chase and we got a stacking part, well, as a stacking partner and a run back in this case of Kittle at 6,100. I mean, again, you know, Kittle can definitely be used more in the passing game with Debo out. Uh, alongside Ayuk and some of the secondary receivers behind that. But love his price on FanDuel this week. Uh, always capable of having a ceiling game in a competitive game environment. Uh, then we have Brees Hall, who I don't really care what anybody says about this guy. I just locked, but he is just – Brees Hall to me is the eye test over the past few weeks. He has definitely uh, been flashing on the screen for me. Uh, over the past few contests. And, you know, this week he's not really on the road. New York against New York, probably pretty sure there'll be an equal share of fans on both sides. You, you could almost jokingly say home favorite running back. Yeah, but, and uh, I think and I think the, like everyone talks about home in a way. I think that, I mean, I, maybe to a certain extent fans matter, but I think, the home and away stuff, like for a player, it's probably got more to do with like sleeping in your own bed, like coming to, you know, like being at home, like, you know what I mean? Like not having to travel, like all that stuff, I think is probably more relevant than like, I mean, this is another like conversation that came up on discord, like um, just like home road splits and that sort of thing. And my example was like, I think it probably matters more for quarterbacks because they're like decision-making like they're back there having to like, that's where like nerves can come in, but for like running backs and stuff, like you're going to, I don't think when a guy's in a hole and he's about to meet a 230 pound linebacker at full speed, I don't think he's, you know what I mean? I don't think where he is, what, what stadium he's in matters at that point. Like that's full reaction, like survival mode. So. Um, right. Just it just that just made me think of it. But continue. Yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah, Brees Hall's definitely taken the reins of that yeah. backfield. I think Dalvin Cook's kind of an afterthought at this point. So I got Brees Hall. I got Aaron Jones. So I looked up Aaron Jones' recent 
games against the Vikings, albeit with Rodgers last year and the year before, and he's just averaging like eight yards per carry, four to five targets a game. I mean, again, you got to watch his health. I know the report came out. He didn't, I think he stretched out with the team, but he didn't actually practice. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, monitor that, of course. And I have a little kind of switcheroo on him and the next player that kind of works pricing wise in the, in the event that, you know, the finality is he's going to be limited or it's a 50 50 or he doesn't play at all, obviously. But I love Aaron Jones, Green Bay at home coming off, you know, not such a great game last week, uh, you know, being utilized more if he's healthier by the time, by game time. A.J. Brown needs no introduction. He's just been a monster this year. Um, I don't really – and I think the last time he played Washington, which was a couple weeks ago, I think he went for 34 <laughs> fan duel points. So, I mean, he's he, – you know, he, he was kind of like um, – who was the other receiver? Oh, Devontae Adams. He was demanding – to be more involved earlier in the year. And they've definitely heeded uh, his request, I feel. And he's, uh, you know, pretty much uh, sleep, you know, said it and don't forget and, and don't regret it. Uh, yeah. So I have AJ Brown there along with Jamar Chase. Then we have Rashi. I have a skinny stack of the Denver, Kansas City game with Rashi Rice and Javante Williams. Both these players last couple of weeks and my watching back games have been Really flashing. Looks like they're they're kind of back, especially in Javante's case, he's kind of back to what we expect him to be as far as his skill set. Um, Rashi Rice seems like he's starting to emerge from the muck of the Kansas City uh, wide receiver room as a, you know, he's starting to rise up in the ranks, I think, along with Kelsey with Mahomes. And then we have the uh, Carolina Panthers defense. Cheap defense. They're coming off a bye. They haven't won a game yet. They're going to be hungry to win one, I think. And, um, you know, they, they fit this team as far as a, a cheaper defense in this case. With Aaron Jones and A.J. Brown, however, so if you were to find out, you know, Aaron Jones continues to be downgraded for some reason as the week goes along. Well, it's a very interesting price point of elite receiver and playable running back is what I call it. So if we were to put in, you know, take A.J. Brown out, we put in Tyreek Hill, and, of course, he has some injury news to monitor. Uh, you could put in the running back spot Alexander Madison, who's also in a really good spot against the Packers this week. Packers have not been good against the run this year. Uh, I, I keep looking up Madison, and the, the red zone targets and rushing attempts, they're there. I mean, he's top five in all of these red zone categories per uh, nflsavant.com. That's kind of a site that I use for targets in the red zone and rushing red zone attempts. So that's one way you could do it. You could go off of Tyreek Hill. Let me see here. If you wanted to, I'll just do this like quickly to give a few other examples. If you went to Cooper Cup at wide receiver, coming off a, a rare dud for him, that would actually get you to Joe Mixon, which could be an interesting double stack with Burrow and Chase. And then you'd keep the team, the rest of the team, the way it is. You can even go down to um, on the wide receivers, uh, Adam Thielen at 8,200. And then that moves you up to Isaiah Pacheco. And then maybe you switch around Rashi Rice for uh, um, uh, Tank Dell or Josh Downs. That's around the same price point. So there's a lot, a lot of wiggle room with that. Uh, for some reason this week, I always kind of cover a little 
sliver that I, I kind of discover with price points on FanDuel. And I kind of like it for the one of the wide receiver spots and one of the running back spots. There's a lot of switching. You can even go down to Brandon Ayuk, and that gets you up to like, you know, the Kamaras and the Pollards and that kind of thing. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But don't get me wrong, I love where it is as long as we maintain that Aaron Jones is progressing and not digressing in his right. health uh, as we as we head towards Sunday. Yeah, it'll be interesting. The one, uh, you know, you got me thinking there with um, uh, Madison um, at 6,100 because he is – so he's – Cam Akers played the most he's played um, – on Monday night. So that's like slightly concerning, but like you kind of alluded to it, like he, Madison is, Madison's basically the guy who's getting like the red zone work and he's getting the, um, like the passing game work um, for the most part. Akers did catch two passes, uh, broke kind of a longer one, had two for 30 receiving the other night. Um, but like Madison's like the guy who's going to be out there in more passing situations, uh, third down back type of thing. Um, and he's the guy who they're probably going to trust more near the goal line. Uh, so that's like an interesting spot, you know, and really that uncertainty, um, you know, cause if acres is, if Madison isn't going to be, if he is being usurped, then acres at 5,200 is like, a like, he, he's in a great spot, you know, if he's going to, if he is going to take it over. So either way, you know, that's one of those things where like we can each, we can all have our own opinions, but like, regardless, like the Madison play, he's cheaper and people it's, it's a hard click for people. Um, and I would think that, you know, I think like current ownership projections have him around 10%, but that's for like, the, the larger field ones, I think he's the type of guy that in these smaller field tournaments is going to be less owned um, just because people search for more certainty, but he's a guy who like, he realistically could, um, you know, he could realistically be, he could score two touchdowns, I guess is what I'm saying. And it, it wouldn't be shocking because he's the back that we would expect to be on the field in those situations and then it's literally just like, like, does it, like, do, does he get in, you know? Um, Cause I would think that they're going to have uh, some opportunities there. And, um, you know, I would think Hawkinson will be one of the more popular tight ends this week. Uh, I would think Addison will get a little bit of steam coming off uh, a big Monday night performance. So, um, you know, Madison kind of gives you a little bit of leverage there. Well, also a quick info, uh, Hawkinson has not practiced this week yet. He has a foot injury. So that may also play into Madison having some, some extra volume. We'll see how, you know, how it ends up. They may just be resting him as a veteran. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, he, he didn't practice Wednesday. It was after the Monday night game. So, I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I guess if, he, if he misses practice Thursday, again, this is, this is, we go. This goes live on Friday, so if you're watching this, it's Friday or later. Uh, we're recording on Thursday, so uh, if you're watching this, if if Hawkinson missed uh, practice on Thursday, you know, or Friday, that's yeah, that would be a, a pretty big red flag. Um, but yeah, e either way, uh, 
at Madison, just one of those spots where, um, and we talked about it, I think last week, like it was either last week or two weeks ago. Like you can play guys who are going to be popular. Um, you just can't play all guys who are going to be super popular. So like, that's all it really takes is, you know, if Madison scores two touchdowns at 6,100 and he's, you know, he's, he's likely to end up the the highest scoring back in that, like, 5,500 to 6,500 range um, at relative, you know, at single digit ownership, like in a tournament like this, that like that could be enough um, because it's, you know, if he's the highest scoring back in that range and then you've got that extra salary because you paid down where, where a lot of people are going to want to spend up for the more sure thing running backs, um, you know, it, it definitely becomes a, a point of like an inflection point for the slate potentially. I agree with you. Madison seems to come across as a blind spot to people, maybe sometimes. Uh, there's kind of that term you you go through the the player list, and he's, he kind of like seems to be a blind spot to people sometimes. Get ready for this statistic, because your mind's going to be blown. Because we are halfway through the season now, so it's enough of a sample size through eight games. Red zone targets for running backs. Alexander Madison is number one in the league over Christian McCaffrey. That that blows my mind as much as, you know, we think about Christian McCaffrey with the, getting the touchdown every week. So, and Madison does have two receiving touchdowns. Yeah, so far. So, yeah. So, and then that gets you up to Tyreek Hill on this particular team too, the, the way the rest of the build was, which, you know, nothing wrong with that. So. We'll yeah. see what, I'm interested to see what happens with Tyreek. Yeah. But, uh, Tua's comments, Tua and Waddle's comments weren't very, uh, we're not very promising. Oh, what? Well, well, I don't think I. I don't think I came across that. Tua, Tua basically said, like, yeah, hope like whenever we're able to get Tyreek back, that'll be great, or something like that. And like wow. Waddle refused to answer like questions about him and stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. He like you could that. see on Sunday night. You could see when he he heard it. It's a hip injury. He went in the medical tent. Um, but he kept playing and he like seemed fine, but you know, it's one of those things where, you know, maybe wake up the next day and it's, you know, huge bruise on the side or something. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting too. That that's always interesting to me. Cause like, I don't think you can take much for granted in the NFL, but like, you know, what do the dolphins think as far as like, they've got a week 10 by and, you know, they play, um, they play the the Patriots this week, who they've beat already once. Um, but then next week they get a huge matchup against the Chiefs. So, like, you know, do they do they think, oh, like we can we can squirt, you know, we can find a way past the the Patriots here. You know, we can steal one without Tyreek and have him closer to full strength for the Chiefs game, and then he can just gut that one out and have a bye week. Um, you know, that, that's the sort of stuff is always interesting to me. Um, you know, or like you, your build here, this is the, uh, you know, you built around the Bengals here. So like T Higgins, he had that rib injury before their bye week and he missed a week and then he came back week six, but like they played the Seahawks. If you watch that game, like he was out there a lot, but like, they clearly were like decoy. 
Yeah, like they weren't like trying to get him the ball. And it's like, well, it's a rib injury. He probably could run around just fine, but like didn't want to get hit. Um, so, you know, it's with Tyreek, do they do they have him out there and he can run around, but they, you know, limit his limit his target share? That makes like Waddle super interesting to me for uh, for this week. And to pile on to your point even more. Uh, they play the Chiefs the next week, and I believe that game's in London, so you're going to have travel as well on top of it. Is it really? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Man, so, that yeah, sucks. I was all excited for that to be on the main slate. I know, yeah. That's a London London island. Uh, so, can't have it all. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, uh, the way the team was, we had uh, Aaron Jones, A.J. Brown, and then it was, um, yeah, Kittle was the run back to the Borough Chase stack, a skinny stack. And, yeah, so I, I like where that team's going. I can almost assure you guys on a five-entry max, I'll have one Mahomes, one Lamar, one Jalen Hurts. Almost per the way FanDuel strategy and scoring is and dual threat quarterbacks. And what I like about uh, Lamar and Mahomes in particular, they're easy stacking partners. It's always Andrews and Kelsey. You know, you got – you got flowers, you have rice, they're starting to come along, but you always have that foundational stacking partner uh, without really having to overstack and then, you know, find some, uh, find some opportunity in other spots. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I, you know, I, I think you get a, a good start on where you're thinking about the slate. I'm still kind of putting my thoughts together on, on some of the things, you know, we're here on Thursday so much at this point in the season, so much comes together on like Friday once you get, um, you know, injury reports uh, officially. Like some of these guys we're just guessing on still like Hawkinson and Tyreek. Like who knows? Tyreek could just full practice tomorrow and we're like, well, <laughs> forget it. Same with Hawkinson or they, you know, they could or miss both and that changes the whole slate uh, the other way. Um, so, yeah, you, you just got to have a pulse on it. And then weather, obviously, as we get you know, more into the cold months becomes a bigger factor. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to have like that starting point um, that you can adjust from. Uh, yeah. And, and not to get, you know, you don't want to get too, uh, too stuck in concrete as far as like how you're seeing things, but it is good to have like a base to kind of ground yourself from so that like we talked about before, you don't get that like late week information overload where you're swaying like a hundred different directions and, and you, you know, kind of how you want to attack it. Um, do want to talk uh, quickly, uh, just remind if you're viewing this, uh, hit the like and subscribe button uh, helps us out a lot. Uh, feel free to comment. I know there, there was a couple comments last week. Uh, no questions, but yeah, if you guys have questions or things, different strategies, FanDuel stuff that you want us to talk about, uh, feel free to leave a comment there or hit us up on Discord or Twitter. Uh, would be happy to dive into uh, different things on a weekly basis uh, during that first portion of the show. So again, yeah, like and subscribe. Check us out, oneweekseason.com, uh, NFL Edge. We, you, know, you can get a one-week season free subscription. It costs you nothing. You don't need a credit card or anything. Read all the NFL Edge write-ups. Uh, you know, get a good jump start on the week and, and how teams are likely to attack. And uh, yeah, I also want to plug, I got my drafters shirt on today. Uh, they sent this to me because I maxed their uh, best ball contest 
Um, but yeah, I just love their product over there. Their best ball stuff is really good. They also have a uh, very similar, they have a very similar product to like underdogs, um, battle Royale, where you draft, uh, you draft a team for that week. You're it's like five, five person drafts. Um, it's really interesting too, cause there's some game theory aspects with it. So uh, they, their contests, it's 14 games this week, at least it's all the Sunday games. So it includes Sunday night as well, but also like, so when you draft your team, after the draft, you can swap players in and out of your lineup that aren't on that weren't drafted. Um, so you get up to like, I think it's it's either 10 or 15 swaps, I believe. Um, and you can so you can even swap like after uh, like after lock of the early games, you can swap guys that are playing later. Um, so there's some you know different game theory aspects, and it's not a huge, you know, it's not a hundred thousand people, it's like I think it's like a thousand people or something. Um, that are in it. So, you know, you can dive into the standings there. So I've been kind of dipping my toes in there and going to, I think I'm going to jump in a little more uh, and that will, and then I can focus in when I have teams drafted, I can focus in on the swaps there during the last hour before lock. So I don't tinker with my DFS lineups um, and make those like last minute, like, oh shoot decisions with, with the DFS lineups. Um, the five game thing that's like a parlay what's that you're saying the five game is that like a parlay kind of um, on the drafters oh no it's see there's five so you do a draft like a snake draft like on underdog and there's five five it's a five person draft oh, okay so it's like you and four other people so it's like in best ball like you sign up and then once it gets to five people you guys go into a draft room and then it's snake drafts and you draft like a DFS roster. Gotcha. Okay. But then once you're, once that draft is done, so like an underdog, you're like locked in there with what, like what your team is, whether you drafted on Monday, Tuesday, Saturday, whenever. Um, but on drafters, when you have that team, then you can go back in. And so there's eight people on your roster. There's five people in your draft so there's 40 players are, are have been drafted so everybody that wasn't drafted is just sitting there in the pool you can swap one of your guys out and swap somebody who wasn't drafted in okay so like you can there's some game theory aspects there that i we won't dive all the way into today but um just an interesting product and and they have a really good basketball product uh so i wanted to shout them out here today so uh and if you do go play on there use Promo code one week, uh, promo code OWS. Uh, and if it's your first deposit, they'll match you uh, up to $100. So uh, some free money there. Sounds like a good deal. Yeah. So with that, I am going to let you go, Maximus. We will see you next week to break down your Sunday NFL touchdown first place roster and, uh, you know, pop the champagne uh, as oh you get that. Get that monkey off your back um, and your Buffalo Bills streak. So uh, we'll, we'll let you go. We'll see you next week. Good luck to everybody. We will see you in the draft streets. We will see you at the top of the leaderboards, and we will see you next week. One week season.